The weather always seems to be a popular subject at home, at church, and at the workplace. But what was it like in Noah's day before the Great Flood? Was there diverse weather and devastating storms like we experience today? Stay tuned. Suddenly in the flood, things changed and you had all kinds of severe weather. You had thunderstorms, you had lightning, you had hail. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. It's a beautiful summer day. White puffy clouds are hanging low in the bright blue sky. Later in the afternoon, there might be a gentle summer shower. But wait, what if you were living in Noah's day before the great global flood? Would you see cumulus clouds and blue skies and experience rain? Would there be thunderstorms and the terror of floods, hurricanes, and tornadoes? Please join us for the next 15 minutes as, come rain or shine, we'll discuss the weather in Noah's day. But was the weather really different in the past than it is today? ICR atmospheric scientist, Dr. Larry Vardaman. I think the weather before the flood was quite a bit different than it is now. And this comes from not only biblical descriptions, which imply that conditions were considerably different, but also from scientific data that indicates that organisms that lived on the earth uh, were considerably different and probably the reason they were was because of conditions in the atmosphere. And uh, the conditions probably were due to a different environment that was changed dramatically by the conditions at the flood. Dr. Vardaman is quick to point out that even with a few biblical hints and some scientific evidence, it's still hard to say what the weather was really like before the flood. We infer a lot of these, but we don't really know. But that's true of anybody who's doing work in the science of what's called paleoclimatology. Paleo means old climates. And in this case, we're talking thousands of years ago as opposed to millions of years ago in the conventional scientific community because we believe the Earth has only been here for 6,000, maybe 10,000 years at most. And all of this history that we find in the strata and we read about it in the Bible, had to have happened recently. Michael Ord, author of The Weather Book, agrees that no one really knows just how different the pre-flood environment might have been. One of the main reasons for that is because the topography and geography of the pre-flood continents and pre-flood oceans was quite a bit different than today, and that makes a big difference as far as storm patterns and heating and cooling patterns that drive the jet stream and storms. So I'd expect it to be much different. How different? There's really no way of knowing, and since we don't know what the pre-flood continents and geography were like. We do know there were seasons because it does say in um, Genesis 1.14 that there were seasons. And so we would expect uh, everything that uh, accompanies seasons uh a cool season or a warm season. However, creationists do believe that the pre-flood world had a perfect to near-perfect climate. Dr. Donald DeYoung is professor of physics at Grace College in Winona Lake, Indiana. During the centuries from Adam to Noah, there's evidence that the climate was mild worldwide. Under the ice caps of Greenland in the far north and Antarctica in the south are abundant fossils of tropical plants which grew in the past, such as ferns. A thick forest of trees once extended all across the Canadian Arctic, where now not a single branch grows. 
Dinosaur footprints and fossils are also found in these polar locations. There are abundant fossil fuels worldwide, coal, oil, and natural gas. Much of it results from plant material, which grew in a warmer pre-flood climate. Now, the actual pre-flood location and geography of all this vegetation is uncertain. Today's separate continents were formed during the breakup of the Earth's crust during the Genesis flood event. Dr. DeYoung adds that both creationists and evolutionists agree that the climate was different in the past. However, creation and evolution views of history give very different descriptions. Evolution assumes an early Earth which had extreme conditions. The primitive atmosphere was poison. It consisted of uh, gaseous ammonia, hydrogen, methane. The sun is thought to have been much dimmer and cooler long ago. This would have kept the Earth in a deep freeze for eons of time. One problem with the evolution view is that there's no evidence that the oceans were ever frozen solid. In contrast, the creation view of early weather is much more optimistic. The Earth's atmosphere from the beginning of time has been similar to today. When the first animals were created on the fifth day of creation, the air contained the balance of oxygen they needed. And on a young Earth time scale, the sun's energy output has remained very stable and constant. And other environmental details of early history are unaffected by climate change as well. The moon has been in the sky since day four of the creation week. Noah saw the same moon phases and eclipses which we see. The Earth's tilt, 23 and a half degrees, likely has not changed since the creation. Long periods of twilight have always occurred in the polar regions, just as they do today. The Earth's tilt is responsible for our seasons. During the warmer pre-flood years, this tilt would have resulted in a time of rest or dormancy for vegetation. This still occurs today in tropical climates. If today's climate has been modified from God's original creation, what would have caused this change? Some creation scientists believe that there may have been a moisture covering or vapor canopy surrounding the earth before Noah's flood. Dr. Vardaman explains. I am what's called a canopy theorist. That is, I believe that there was some type of difference in the atmosphere before the flood. I believe that there may have been more atmosphere, or at least that there was some type of condition where there was a lot of water in the atmosphere, probably in the higher levels of the atmosphere. And this is quite often called the canopy theory. However, not all creationists believe there was a pre-flood canopy, and Dr. Vardaman is not claiming the canopy theory as fact. Now, I've been studying this model for some 25 years now, trying to get the physics to be consistent with the model itself without temperatures getting too warm. And I've been unsuccessful in getting a completely satisfactory model. Because of those difficulties, I am not absolutely convinced that there was a canopy, but I believe the Bible tends to infer that there was one, and that if in fact there was, this is good reason for thinking that the atmosphere was considerably different. In theory, the vapor canopy would have benefited life on Earth by stabilizing the atmosphere. It's likely that before the flood, if the canopy existed, the sunshine coming through the atmosphere was much weaker, and it would have not 
produced the direct sunlight like we have today. It would have been more hazy, not nearly as bright. So there wouldn't have been nearly as much a direct solar heating. A lot of the solar radiation would have been reflected off the clouds and the upper atmosphere back to space, which would have prevented as much heat coming in. But what heat did come into the atmosphere, it would have been trapped and produced a super greenhouse effect so that the temperatures would have maintained very warmly, but not by direct solar radiation, but by indirect infrared radiation. What other things in the environment would have been different before the global flood? If the canopy was in existence, it would have changed the optical conditions considerably. For example, there would not have been rainbows because the light coming in would not have had the proper geometrical orientation to be able to see a rainbow, for one thing. And secondly, because the atmosphere would have been so stable, there would not have been rain, probably. It might at most been mist coming up from the ground, as the Bible talks about. The coloration may have been changed. It would have probably been much more hazy and much more fuzzy looking. And the sky would have looked different from what we see today. You certainly wouldn't have a blue sky like we have today because you wouldn't have been able to see through the lower clouds to see the blue sky. Basically, the blue sky is formed by the light coming from the sun interacting with the oxygen and nitrogen molecules in the atmosphere and uh, refracting or scattering the blue light more effectively and producing a blue canopy surrounding the earth. If you had the water vapor canopy there, you wouldn't have been able to see that. So the sky would not have appeared as blue. What about thunderstorms, tornadoes, and hurricanes? Dr. DeYoung says severe weather would not have existed before the flood because of the stability of the atmosphere. A canopy or something similar led to an ideal climate with global Garden of Eden-like conditions. The prediction is that from the time of Adam to Noah, there was no severe weather. This means no tornadoes or hurricanes. The early earth also had no deserts or frozen wastelands. There were near-perfect conditions for the growth of plants and animals. During the first centuries, precipitation may have been limited to a mist that moved upward from the ground, as described in Genesis 2, verse 5. Michael Ord. If we had a vapor canopy before the flood, it would have strongly changed the atmosphere because of it's well known from my field that if you had a vapor canopy, there'd be no rain, there'd be no thunderstorms, there'd be no synoptic scale, which is the large-scale wintertime storms. So if there's a vapor canopy and it disappeared during the flood, it would be a radical difference. So just how would the Earth's atmosphere have changed to what we have today? Dr. Vardaman explains. If there was a canopy before the flood, the changes that were brought about that was associated with the flood would have caused the canopy to fall through the atmosphere as rain and the conditions would have changed. Suddenly in the flood things changed and you had all kinds of severe weather. You had thunderstorms, you had lightning, you had hail, you had tornadoes, hurricanes, all kinds of severe weather which then decreased following the flood. As creationists, we believe that the Earth's climate has changed drastically as a result of Noah's flood. However, we need not fear future climate changes or even today's diverse weather because God is still in control of his creation. Dr. DeYoung. Today, there are many predictions of climate changes which may endanger humanity. 
One hears about global warming, global cooling, asteroid impacts, nuclear winter, overpopulation, ozone depletion. The creation viewpoint brings some much-needed balance to these issues. We certainly don't want to abuse or destroy the world's ecosystems. It's just the opposite. We're instructed in Genesis 1.26 to manage and care for the creation. We are stewards of the earth. But at the same time, the earth is not subject to random failure or space collisions which might destroy us. The Creator made this earth with a suitable climate for our well-being. We have found no other planet or moon with a climate anything like the earth. The Creator gave special attention to the earth's conditions, and His physical laws continue to maintain the weather and climate systems of the earth. As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.